Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that <laughs> means to you and me. I am Jay Warmke. I'm Annie Warmke. Annie Warmke, yes. And today, no reflection on you. We're going to be speaking about artificial intelligence or... <laughs> what? Is that already going to be... Or, or finally, some sort of intelligence is going to be in charge. So, so that's my secondary title <laughs> in here. Of what? <laughs> in charge of everything. Hey, so, don't be insulting and, me. Uh, okay, so so this is sort of my latest fixation here, and I know I've been boring you to tears, Annie, with uh, all of this speculation about artificial intelligence and and what that's going to mean to our society well, and to the world. Say, it's been in the car when we're driving. It's when I get up in the morning first thing. It's before I go to bed at night and at lunch. Well, you know, and, and it's interesting because I know you're saying this like like it's a bad thing. But <laughs> No, I'm making a joke. <laughs> I know. I'm paying you back. But, but think about this, that if somebody were to tell you that an alien species was about to land on planet Earth and was going to take over and it was going to happen in 10 years. And you get this message and it says, be prepared. We should like talk about it. You know, that's yeah. exactly what's I've happening been here. talking about uh, it. I said, if they landed down in the holler, you I'd would invite like them for tea. Yeah, well, and... and uh, <laughs> So anyway, so so let's talk a little bit about artificial intelligence. This is one of those um, terms, one of those subjects that's sort of bursting out, at least in my consciousness. Some of you guys may have been thinking about this for a while, but others uh, haven't really given well, it a thought. Why is it called artificial? Because it, it seems pretty it's real. It's non-human. That would that be a better non-human or or may, machine intelligence. Yeah, we, might, we might be moving into that yeah. anyway. So if we look at some of the history of AI, it's not necessarily a brand new thing, but like any of these technologies, it's growing at, a, at an exponential rate. So it's, it's uh, accelerating. So is that I did, what exponential means? Exponential is like 10 times, you know, it's doubling every year kind of thing. So okay. if it's two, then it's four, then it's eight, then oh, it's 16. So something multiplies it. Exponential level. at an ex exponential rate. Um, so, so the first sort of example, when you look at the history of AI, 1950, um, Turing, Turing, I forget his first name, but he was, a, he, he created what was called the Turing test, where he said that at some point machines will reach a point where we cannot differentiate them from humans. Um, so that was sort of the first time that was expressed. And about the same time, Isaac Asimov was defining his three rules of robotics, if you're into science fiction. So it was that kind of time where everybody's starting to talk about things, you know, machines becoming closer to human behavior. But in 1984, the book 1984, weren't machines in charge? No, that, that was Big Brother, but that was a little whole different focus. All right, so then in 1955, the first self-learning program was developed to play games. I'm not sure which game, probably Checkers. That would be my guess. Um, 1964, no, chess is too complicated. Oh. Uh, 1964, the first program that understood language came about. So these are basically 14 years from the time Turing said we should start having thinking of machines as, as human-like. Um, now they're starting to understand language. 65, the first chat bot was developed named Eliza. Then in 1997, so there's a pretty big jump there. That's when Deep Blue beat 
chess. It yeah, became, it became, yeah. it built, uh, beat Kasparov, I think, uh, the, the reigning chess champion, uh, and deep blue, I think was IBM. Uh, then, uh, the first emotional MI, the first, uh, or AI, um, was MI, developed. That's male MIT. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that so, was the first one not so emotional. Uh, <laughs> no, it was developed by MIT. Oh, MIT. Okay. And, and so now we're starting to feed emotion into this, uh, you know, obviously simulated emotion. Then in 2009, Google came out with the first self-driving vehicle, which incorporated AI. Then of course, 2011, who will ever forget when Watson <laughs> won Jeopardy? I, I mean, think it's good not to watch TV. <laughs> I had no idea. And then that same year, we started seeing things in households like Siri. And, and hey, or Google, the whole, the hey, whole Google, Google. Oh, <laughs> our phone just went off. We shouldn't say that. All right. Um, so then then we start seeing like 2016 and a lot of the people in the industry uh, start to say are consider this quite a quite a monument in in the AI world when when um, DeepMind beat uh, the world champion in Go and Go is a game played primarily in the Orient, but it's very complicated. So, so that was a huge deal. Uh, then we started in 2018 seeing ChatGBT, and this was a program that was uh, introduced by uh, OpenAI. And um, ChatGBT introduced in 2018 had, had a guess, and I was listening to a podcast about this, had like the, the social equivalent of maybe a toddler, you know, could understand a little bit of language, could mimic things back, but wasn't Just very like good. like going to the grocery store. Yeah, like humans, uh, adults now. <laughs> That's what it is Then now. 2019, ChatGPT2 GPT came out, a little bit more advanced, maybe well, eight years it's old. it's exponential. It's there growing. You go. It's gaining knowledge and it's doubling. 2020, ChatGPT, GPT, I always want to say GBT, um, three came right. out more intelligent about the equivalent of say a 12 year old. And then the 2023, this is the big, the, the, uh, chat GPT four. And this thing was like an adult. And in fact, they've, they've tested it using IQ tests and they, they tested in at around 150 IQ. Now, obviously intelligence well, just is to different say 150 things. is Super intelligent. Super smart. Average IQ is about 110. 100. No, 100. Oh, I thought it was 100. By definition, it's oh. 100. Um, so, so then, you know, this is like the smartest person you've ever met. But obviously, there are different forms of intelligence, emotional obviously. intelligence, and things like that. Obviously, the ability to take a test, the ability to have common sense, <laughs> the ability to mimic things back. So, <laughs> we got a list. So anyway, life. yeah. So, and, but what they've seen, and of course, this Chat GPT was was adopted very, very rapidly in the first few months. Um, they they had about, I think it was 180 million people subscribers. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Very quickly, very quickly. So, so when we start seeing this evolution and and another thing to sort of factor in there between these iterations and I'm I'm mentioning chat GPT but there're forever you know a lot of different programs a lot yeah. of well, different Well I was just going to say that you can look at the sequence of this in terms of it of the story of AI and you can see 
when I believe when people got serious that it was a possibility, not that it wasn't a possibility. Every, I think a lot of people, science fiction writers believed it was possible, but suddenly uh, at some point it became real. Sure. And and so money started pouring in. And when you think about all the things going on in the world, but the money that has gone into the race to be the first one to have control of this as an industry is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Well, and, and a lot of the the people involved in AI development, the the techno geeks, they're sitting here and going, wait a second, like what what Frankenstein monster did we well, just create? I'm drawing back. You know, these are the geek people who don't often let the psychology or the emotion into their work and they're drawing back going, what in the heck this is? This is freaking me out. Right. I saw a, a, a statistic. It was and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but it's close. It it said like when you talk about when you talk to the people who are developing AI, it's like 50 percent of them feel there is at least a 10 percent chance AI will destroy humanity. And they're going, I mean, that's significant. That's the the analogy that's often used is would you get on an airplane if half the people who built that airplane think it's going to crash, that there's a 10% chance every time you get on, it's going to crash. So, so they're all going, wait a second, wait a second. We need to handle this. Um, well, for one thing, for sure, don't connect it to the internet. So what's happened? Everybody's well, connected it to the, the internet. Where the money is. And if well, people aren't uh, using it, then it's not going to work. The other problem that I see from the get-go is that everybody's asking one question, a lot of other questions, but there's singularly this one question, and that is, how do we control this? How do we make right. it do good versus the evil that it's capable of in, an, in a nanosecond? Right. Well, the second half of this, I think we'll sort of talk in, in those more futuristic, wh- where's it going to go? But I wanted to kind of focus on where it is right now, because this this growth of of artificial intelligence started slowly takes decades then all of a sudden we've hit this acceleration boom, point boom, boom. and with chat gpt4 we kind of this year 2023 that's when it hit sort of consciousness where every every school kid can type in you know give me a 300 word essay on lincoln's Gettysburg Address from the standpoint of the South or whatever. And you can just put that in and it spits it out in in five seconds. Well, the other thing I want to say is that I believe, at least for people like us who look at megatrends and try to think about how this influences living more sustainably, is that I know in the winter, I started saying, we need to really look at this AI thing and understand how it's going to impact our business as a sustainable farm and, and, and solar energy, and then also how it's going to influence our intellectual material and how we might try to, con- I don't think we can control it, but I think we can do some things like for one thing, I think join a union. I, I don't want to get All off right. on that, but I'm just going to say that suddenly for us, it kind of drove home at the beginning of 2023, when these changes were so obvious that it was really accelerating, we got to think about this. I think every business and every person needs to make those decisions. How do I change my behavior now that this is a thing? You know, this is a real thing. So um, some of the things that just, I found this interesting um, 
video on YouTube. It's like a weekly thing about this week in AI. And, and so I just wanted to highlight from this week in AI, just how rapidly these things are going. First off, Microsoft just announced this new thing called Copilot, and and they've integrated. In fact, I turned on the machine this morning um, to use uh, the um, uh, Edge, the browser, and it brings up, "You're now working with Copilot," and I was like, oh, "I don't want to," but but I don't have a choice. But Copilot is basically an AI assistant that they have now integrated into every single Microsoft program their browser, their search engine, all of the 365, um, you know, Word, PowerPoint, all of those programs. And and this thing is just, it'll blow your mind. I mean. Well, one thing I would like to point out is that you don't have to use Edge. I know, I don't. There's, there are other. But they're all doing it. They're well, all racing to do this. Nothing on mine yet has said on, uh, on uh, Mozilla or Google has said you're they now will, co-piloted by some. They machine. will all do well, it. I'm not saying they won't, but I'm just saying you at least all right. could make a voice. Well, let me run down. through these other things because the right. list. And again, I just want to stress this is in one week. So Microsoft doing big. Anthropic is is coming out. This is a company with with its AI called Claude. Who who knows what? But. $5 billion being invested from Google into this thing, $4 billion being invested from Amazon. Oh, and you got a lot so of cash laying around they're from dumping making it all, all that money. You're going to dump it where they're going to make more. OpenAI announced uh, they're the ones who developed ChatGPT, that uh, they're forming a team to look at all of the existential risks against chemical warfare, biological warfare, cybersecurity that AI will cause to our society. So they're the ones who started this whole recent thing and they're going, whoa, baby, we need to look at how this thing may destroy us. Well, the other piece of that is that in looking at how it could do that, it's also going to help AI to figure better ways it could do that. When well, you're delving into it, you're, <laughs> I found that when I worked with the men who abused and they get court ordered and then they learn about all the things they're supposed to be doing versus their abuse and, and how not to get caught better. Yeah, yeah. And Google maps announced that they're now going into full immersion 3d. Um, and, and it's it's based on artificial intelligence. So it's not like they're taking pictures in 3d. They're creating 3d models of the environment based Physical on Physical models or just on. So when you go on to Google maps, you can actually look, and see the skyscrapers yeah. and 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 it's not just a cool experience this is kind of getting into virtual reality but i'm already seeing that now integrated into solar where they're now able to see shading they're able to see light resources on every single property and all of that is being simulated through this 3d modeling and they're putting in pollen counts so basically every single thing imagine if you're driving down the road and you can identify how much money every person in every building is making or how many children they have i think or they already know that they're integrating but all this data the other thing i would say is that th there is good in this, but then okay. there's really horror. All right. Well, let's interrupt here for a second and remind everybody you are listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke, reminding you it is indeed the end <laughs> of the world as we know it. And thank God. Well, thank God. I, I okay. Think. I'm not sure we're after this show. <laughs> right. So, okay. So I'm going to run through these real quick. So All don't right. interrupt. All right. Um, interrupt. So uh, TikTok now has a creative um, assistant that will, when you make these stupid little TikTok videos, it'll it'll 
look at what works, what doesn't work, and make sure that everybody is addicted to everything you do. Um, there's new uh, award for art created by AI. So mm. now we're going to have the Academy Awards now for our artificial us intelligence. Good and what is it? Nice. This is cool. Adobe just came out with this new tool called Dub Dub Dub, which you make a video and then it will automatically translate your video into different languages using your voice and lip movements. I want to do that. Okay, I well. I love the idea of that. So suddenly I can speak, uh, you know, Mandarin or whatever. Then um, they're <laughs> using it for um, uh, finding uh, supernovas and actually taking text and creating videos from the text. So you don't even have to shoot a video anymore. You just write, show me a bird flying into the side of a building and boom, it creates a bird flying into the side of the building. And then you say, I want that bird to be wearing uh, a sailor's outfit and boom, the bird is wearing a sailor's outfit. And, and so any text will become video. So who needs to read? And then IBM created a new chip that makes all of these things happen 20 times. 25 times faster. Not if you live in rural America. Not, well, this is a chip in product. I don't care. <laughs> okay, so that's just this week. And who knows what's going to happen next week. We're seeing these things evolve so, so rapidly. So, so what's the short-term problem? Death of truth. Death of truth. Immediately. Right. Well, just right off. I'm speaking Mandarin. I don't speak Mandarin, but it's me in my voice with my lip movement. I'm you can't tell the doing difference. That. I'm definitely going to do that. I know. Um, or <laughs> singing, you know, I'm, uh, you can, oh, yeah. you can do whatever. You can just make it do whatever you want it to do. So, so you don't even know anything you see visually, anything you hear visually. No way of knowing if it's true or not. So, so right, right away, now they're talking little games about we're going to give you the ability to essentially watermark these things. But anything you can do, you can, you can fake. Oh, that's right. So that's, right. So that's going to be. Um, so, so, so just how quickly. So the fake police are going to have a big job, right? Uh, well, you're basically just going to have to right. only get information from trusted sources. So I'm going to call up my friend Patty Cake, and I'm going to say she won't. No, no, no. She does lots of research, and she mm -hmm. digs down really deep in these things. And well, I'm going to say, "Hey, I want to know about this," and she's going to that's say, "That's a problem." I don't though, know. I can't figure it out. I can use Chat GBT, and I could I can use one of these AI models and say, "Hey, create four thousand journal articles that look like they've been written by scientists that all show that the world is flat." And now if you want to go out and do your own research, there are 4,000 articles that will back me up. But I know the world's not flat. It doesn't matter. I'm no gonna, matter what I'm you gonna tell convince me, you. I, I'm going to know it's not flat. I know. Well, I've done my own research and I figured out I'm going to live forever because I've not died yet. So, so anyway. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I am, I'm telling you. It's, you know. okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That, that question or that idea raises the idea is that we know, we often know the truth, like it's not logical or it's immoral to our personal code, or we know that the earth is not flat, like you're saying. And so I think what will happen, as we see with the Fox News crowd and a lot of the misinformation that's out there, like I didn't lose the election thing um, when you did, is that it's going to be harder and harder to hold that truth in your head. Right. That um, 
that you know that's not true and everybody, everything comes against you and maybe even prejudice, maybe even loss of business mm-hmm. or your job because you say it's not so. Right. And, and it will reinforce what you already believe should be the truth. And that's a much stronger thing oh, than yeah. learning what is the truth. Yes. Yeah. So, so if I see videos of somebody doing something that I believe they would have done, even though it's fake, oh yeah, I'm going sure. to believe that they did that. Um, so, like and if this I is saw happening. You dancing a jig in the middle of the speaking street with Mandarin. No clothes on, speaking Mandarin in Mandarin. That's I would right. go. There's no way that that guy. Oh, I thought you'd say, of course he did that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Okay, so so this is happening. It's happening very quickly. Um, we're already seeing that they're, uh, the intelligence quotient of these AIs, let's say it's smarter than anyone you know. If it doubles next year, now it's twice as smart as anyone you know. Plus, it's processing information at about a million times faster than a human being can process, which would be the equivalent of, let's say, the smartest group of people you've ever met. You put them in a room and say, can you guys solve these problems? And you come back a week later, for them, it's the equivalent of 2,000 years. So what will they have come up with in 2,000 years when for you it's a week? So, so, so we're dealing with, even if they're not getting smarter, they're getting faster. But what about uh, if we could get, turn off all the energy sources? Would AI go away then? No, because they're already, they're already, that was one of the things they said, don't put them out there on the web because now they're basically a virus that's been turned loose. So AI can create its own energy sources. It can manipulate machines and the like. At the moment, though, we're talking about something that is just a series of a bunch of little programs. And and it doesn't have motivation or instructions or awareness. No, it's the instructor. Yeah, so so the, the, the danger I see is that these very powerful tools are going to be controlled by relatively stupid and definitely people that don't have my best interest at heart, um, basically Congress. No, they don't control well, anything. Or, or people that, you know, a lot of people that work in technology, and, the, and I'm going to, you know, get pushback for this, but they're only using one side of their brain. This is the way, yeah. like artists only generally use one side of their brain. It's a different side. And so where does the emotion, where does the psychology, where does the heart come into this that makes it um, uh, human in a way, because that's where they're going. They want the AI to be human. They want it to be able to have sex with you. Well, okay, you're jumping ahead. But what they're doing right now with AI and with everything is it's a a, uh, race to get attention, power, and money. Right. And and that is how these people will control this this technology. And that is this interim period that the danger lies, because those people can use these tools to do great harm, right. intentionally or unintentionally. Or didn't have the key so, getting in, in the door. But as you as you mentioned or you intimated there, um, that with social media, it was basically a race to get attention. Um, that's what people have utilized like it for. Facebook, mm-hmm. I want everybody, how many likes do I have? How many retweets At do I have? college. Whatever. You know, it was very localized in a way. So, but now this artificial intelligence, the the consensus is, will be a race towards intimacy. We, we've just seen this with, um, with this assistant, this personal assistant co-pilot. 
you know, they market it as saying this co-pilot will be your co-pilot throughout your day. It'll remind you of meetings. It'll help you write memos. It'll do all of these things. So as these things get more and more um, refined and smarter, this personal assistant will wake you up in the morning. It will remind you of your thing. You will develop an emotional relationship with this assistant. It will be like every science fiction movie, you know, good morning. You know, this is, uh, don't forget to brush your teeth, whatever. So I just want to say that I think it's interesting from a marketing standpoint, they call it co-pilot. They don't call it your employee or your assistant. They used to say your assistant. No, it's not. It's your co-pilot, meaning I can take over anytime I want. I know all the things you know, and I might know more, but I haven't gotten the promotion Mm -hmm. yet to be over you. you I'm equal. You. Well, and it's psychology. Well, it's, another it's thing scary. to consider is um, some of the projections basically say a child born today, very likely their first boyfriend or girlfriend will be artificial intelligence. Um, they will develop a relationship with this AI entity, and that relationship is perfect. That AI can read your moods, can adjust itself to that behavior, can can meet whatever emotional needs you have. Can they Eventually, help with the frontal lobe development? Probably males? not. But so that <laughs> so this brings up an interesting point in the couple of minutes we have left um, that we've uh-huh. talked about a little bit. Is it feels like in this generation there's been this this race or or struggle to identify people from the perspective of their sexual orientation. You know, we've seen this. Yeah, the pronouns, all of that kind of thing. And and basically this generation has said, uh, sex is not a biological thing. Sex, uh, your your sexual orientation is a psychological thing. And there are many permutations of this. and, And we are struggling to somehow communicate to ourselves and to others what that means. So they're trying to redefine what, sex, what biological sex is to, to you or me, um, they're, they're trying to struggle. So I would say the next step that's going to happen with the next generation is this struggle to determine what is a person, because as this artificial intelligence develops and develops emotions and develops attachments, um, and people develop attachments to it, what does it mean to be a person? If I have this artificial intelligent assistant that I've lived with for 30 years, I am deeply in love with this thing. It's a disembodied voice, for instance. But when I die, I want to leave all my money to Greta, my my biological assistant. This is assistant. a mental health issue. It is to you and me, but it's going to be the reality. Well, I know it's going to be the reality. And this is the sad part. And one of the things, there's just been a study released that showed that when they did this study with a lot of people, what was it they were looking for in terms of relationships and and sex or intimacy in that way was not the key thing. It was right. 80% said they wanted to learn how to have re- friendships, basically, sure. f- uh, non, non-conjugal friendships. And sure. that's in- fascinating given okay, all Okay, well, pressure. one last thing that I want to get, because we've only got 30 seconds here, okay. and I've, I've got a list of 50 of these. Um, but the last thing I want to say is this artificial intelligence, as it develops, its major threat will be other artificial intelligence, not humans. Sure. So, So will it cooperate or will it compete? However it does it, there's going to end up with just one. 
And that one is God. Yeah. It's basically this all seeing, all knowing everywhere kind of entity. So we're just saying that man has actually now created God. Okay. Human. Humankind will become domesticated. Yeah, and that's what we're saying. You like know, puppies and kitties. Because the the big question is, will humans' self interest and AI's self interest coincide, Coincide. or do they just not care? And and will will they look at well the AI? Because they're operating at a much higher level and a much faster level, and humans. My guess is they're going to domesticate humans. You know, we, well, we won't we've been, have, it won't be, they will. We won't have a choice. Well, and, and humans have been feral for far too long. So uh, maybe it's time. More so now. Maybe it's time. Maybe so um, now the question is, is it a New Testament God or is it an Old Testament God? That's the big thing. Oh, my God. All right. For another show. Well, you have been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. We want to thank our always- a realistically intelligent producer, <laughs> Adam Rich. And we want to thank you for spending just a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and eat your veggies. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blurockstation.com. Yeah.